are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. It's Ange today and just me, rocking it solo as we dive into human design. Now, for long-time listeners, human design may not be something totally new. If you're somebody who's come to our previous events, maybe you're familiar with human design. Or perhaps this is totally new information, in which case you'll want to circle back and listen to some of the previous episodes where we talk about human design, what it is, the different energy types, what is an authority, what is a strategy. Those previous episodes cover all of that. Today's episode, we are diving into environments. And that element in human design is really how can you set up your personal and professional life so that the environments that you're creating can really be optimized for your energy. So first things first, you are going to need your human design chart in front of you so that you can apply what it is that I'm talking about today. So you'll head on over to myhumandesign.com and get your chart. Once you receive your chart, you are going to see a breakdown of the bits and pieces of your human design chart and what those parts mean. Now, when it comes to your birth time, this piece of information is really important for it to be as accurate as possible. So even being off by a minute or two could influence parts of your chart. So you want to make sure that you try to get that as accurate as possible. If you're not sure, you can always use a pendulum. So a pendulum um, being something that would be on a string and then you testing whether or not you were born at a particular time. So a great way to apply this would be using a pendulum and then starting with, was I born before noon? Yes or no? Was I born afternoon? Yes or no? And you can try your best to pinpoint that particular number and then use that information to get your chart. Now, if that seems like too much work or overwhelming, working with somebody who is a human design reader like myself can help you with getting that part of it the most accurate. Now, the reason why accuracy is so important is because human design is really a blueprint to optimize every area of your life. And really what it feels like for most people is a coming home. This information often doesn't feel like it's totally new, but more just a remembering of who you are and being able to fully step into who you are 
before conditioning told you that you should do this or you shouldn't do that. And so that's why I really encourage people to try to get that number as close as possible so that the chart, the reading, the information really feels validating and like a big permission slip to just be authentically you. So you have your chart. You went to myhumandesign.com. You've received your chart. And now we're going to be looking at chart properties. And so when we look at chart properties, what you will see is at the very bottom is environment. And there's six different environments that might come up in your chart. And truly your body, your mind, your soul will really resonate in one of these environments more often than others. They're the environments where you're going to feel really supported. And the cool part about optimizing your environment is all of the resources that you require suddenly become available when you optimize your environment in human design. So a great way to kind of view this is let's say you were trying to grow a tree that would be optimally grown in California and you try to grow it in Canada. What happens is that tree does not have the resources to really thrive in its lifetime. It's exactly the same with human design. When you really focus on creating environments in your personal and professional life that support you, you will feel that your soul feels incredible and those resources start to become available. So there's six different types of environments in human design. And we're going to dive into all six in today's conversation. First, we start with hardscapes. So these three are caves, markets, and kitchens. Anybody who falls into hardscapes will needs to focus on the opportunities available to you when you're within your environment. Okay, so hardscapes, you're focusing on those opportunities available to you within your environment. And then you're looking at, are you caves, are you markets, or are you kitchens when it comes to that environment? Now, let's dive into all three. Looking at caves first, for anybody who is a caves environment person, you need to feel safe and you need to feel in control. And like everything in human design, it is looking at bits and pieces of your chart and saying, hey, it's okay that I'm different. It's okay that these are my needs. It's okay that this is what I'm looking for in an environment. And it's okay that it's different than other people, different than maybe your partner, different than your children. Okay. So with caves, you need to feel safe and in control to really see your soul come alive and have those resources come forward. So how do we make that happen? For those that are caves people, using a closet, that can be a really fantastic therapeutic reset. And you can pull that tool into your everyday life. Hey, I'm just going to go into the closet, take a couple deep breaths, and then come back in so that you feel safe and in control again. Another thing for caves people is it's great for you to spend a lot of time in your car, especially when it's moving. So maybe going for a drive, 
Maybe using that time to think, to reflect, to transition, maybe from work to coming home to your children, to spending time in your car when it's moving is really good for you. It's also really supportive for you to have a cozy little spot like a fort or even a, like a corner chair that's really cozy. Really having it in that corner of the room and having it so that your back feels protected and also things like cozy blankets, that's going to feel really good for a caves person. And then lastly, caves people do really good spending a lot of time in basements. Um, cozy couches, warm fireplace, a bunch of blankets. That's really going to be incredibly supportive for those that are caves. Then we move into markets. So for markets people, you need options so that you can be selective. And if you think about markets, there's tons of different types of markets. Perhaps you're at a vintage market or maybe you're at a farmer's market. It could vary depending on what really is your flavor and what it is that you're interested in. So for anybody who is markets for environment, you need to experiment to see what are your specific likes. What do you like to be around? What is it that makes you feel lit up? Or what is it that makes you feel as though you're supported in that particular environment? It's important that you pay attention to all of the little details and really curate spaces that feel comforting and stimulating for you. So really markets people, they can vary. One markets person might be totally different than another markets person, but really you need to pay attention to the details in your environment and then create as many spaces as what you can that help replicate that. Markets people do really great to put on music and play around with what feels good. And maybe one day it's one thing and maybe the next day it's something else. But you want to really play around with what type of music makes me feel good. Another thing you want to play around with is textures and fabrics to see what feels best for you. Again, it can vary a lot. Maybe you love having lots of bright colors or maybe you do better with things being a little bit more neutral. But you really want to play around with textures fabrics, music, and really pay attention to when do you feel the most alive? Really, markets are all about the exchange of a variety of things. And so curating that to be exactly what you need will be a little bit of a self-discovery process for you. The last thing is markets people love to cook new cuisines, especially with friends. And so that can be a really great thing to work into your week or work into your month if you are a markets person. Then we move into kitchens. Kitchens people need to be surrounded by creative energy and community. These type of people need to spend time in places where you might run into people that you know, maybe parks coffee shops, stores, restaurants, school, anywhere where you might run into somebody that's part of your community. Those conversations and those run-ins are incredible for your energy. The other thing with kitchens people is finding the right community is really important to you. And for that reason, it's important that you focus on building the community that's going to uplift you and make you feel as though you can show up authentically as you without any sort of judgment. 
The other thing is for kitchens, people, you do fantastic in open concept spaces. Think about places that don't have a lot of doors, really work places, maybe big tables at a coffee shop where there's a bunch of different people that are sitting there. Just having it so that there's that big open concept without having division is going to feel incredible for your energy and also incredible for your creativity. The next thing for kitchens people is working together with other people is deeply restorative for these types of people. So whether that's working together on a project, working together in an organization, working together with friends to maybe plan something, just not going that lone ranger route is going to be incredibly important for somebody who's kitchen. And then lastly, kitchens people need to spend time cooking up something new. And maybe that is a new food. Maybe that's creating a new invention, anything that really is creative. And you guys do best with doing it in a space that's creatively inspiring. So maybe an art studio or maybe a dance studio, somewhere where creativity and full expression is happening. That's how you will be able to set up and optimize yourself if you're a kitchens person. So those three are really about what is in your environment already. Okay, looking around at what is in your environment and then creating and curating from there. Then we move into the other three. And these are landscapes. And landscapes are looking for opportunities that are around your environment. So hardscapes are, was in the environment. What is right here? Landscapes is focusing on what is available around the environment. These three are mountains, valleys, and shores. And so we'll start off with mountains. So really anybody who is a mountains environment person in human design needs to be able to hear themselves think and gain perspective. And so if you think about a mountain, being able to be perhaps even above and being in solitude, being able to really look around from that higher perspective that is going to really help you thrive. So number one, it's disconnecting from the community around you to bring clarity and view things in a better way. So mountains people love to be alone. They love to gain perspective by removing themselves from the community, perhaps retreating into nature and maybe even actually being on a mountain so that you're able to see things in a different way. Oxygen intake is also really important for mountain people. So singing and breath work are really powerful tools for these type of people to integrate. The other thing with mountains people is you do best with living and spending time in higher elevations. This could be climbing a tree or maybe it's moving your bedroom to the upper floor. But anytime you're at a higher elevation, your energy is going to thrive. You are going to feel better because of what is naturally within you in your human design chart. Restorative fresh air is super duper essential for those who are mountains. Doing things like hiking, outdoor activities, 
anything where you're getting fresh air and working this into every single day is such a beautiful practice for those that are mountains people. It is a game changer to really get that energy flowing and really get those resources available so that the new ideas are flowing, that you're able to really gain the perspective and the reflection that you're desiring. Lastly, for mountains people, having a home away from home and prioritizing travel. Those are huge for those that are mountains people. Really having a place to escape to, to retreat to, maybe having a cottage, something where you're able to leave your everyday mundane life or leave your everyday life and really gain a different perspective from a new view. Then we move into valleys. Valleys people need to be close to where the action is happening. So they want to be right in it. And valleys people, you love to people watch and watch the world go by. And really, that's a powerful thing for your particular environment. So doing that and doing that regularly and just being able to uh, work that into your life will be really restorative for you. Another thing for Valley's people is going to events where information is going to be exchanged so that you can soak up the knowledge, be in the action and really see your soul come alive. The other thing with Valley's people is anywhere where sound carries well. So if you're thinking about places that have amazing acoustics, that's really good for your energy type and even using things like headphones so that you can be in the action, be in the sound. That's a really powerful tool for Valley's people. Valley's people want to avoid underground and basements as much as possible. That's not good for your particular energy type. And these people do great with taking road trips instead of flying to a destination. That's really supportive for a Valley's person. And lastly, we move into shores. Shores people need to be in spaces where two environments or two elements are combined. So think about indoor and outdoor, maybe looking at water and land, but really shores need that combination of both. So for shores people watching sunsets and sunrises often, this is incredible for your particular energy. Also planning trips to be around other cultures. You need to see other cultures, be around other cuisines, speak to people who are speaking in different languages. Shores people really are meant to be exposed to lots of cultures and that is going to feel incredibly therapeutic for you. The other thing for Shores people is living on a boundary or even a shore or a perimeter, something where they're kind of right on the edge. That's really good for your particular energy. The next thing you can do is create an indoor, outdoor space, something like a porch, a deck, a sunroom, something where you're able to see that combination of indoor, outdoor, and then integrate that into your life. The other thing for these types of people is spending time by windows, in canoes, in boats, um, any sorts of places where you're looking at a couple of different elements. So air with water or earth with fire, any time where you can combine two or maybe even more than two of the elements together, you're really going to feel your soul come alive. And then lastly is pacing 
or rocking your body to move out the energy. And this one in particular for kids is a game changer, giving them that full permission if they are a Shores kid to really move that energy back and forth. If you think about even like water moving, Shores people require that really to get that energy moving out of their body. And so that can be such a great therapeutic and restorative thing to help optimize the energy. So those are the six environments in human design. And when we're looking at setting up your environment and really fully stepping into your environment, you're not going to be able to do it all of the time. You're not going to be able to live in a bubble and be a caves person and not go to the shores or be a valleys person and not go to the mountains. That's just not realistic in your lifetime. But if you can take this as an experiment and really start to implement, how can I put myself in these types of environments and prioritize these types of environments in my day-to-day life? You are going to start to see the resources that you've been desiring start to appear, right? Just like the tree that's planted in the right environment, the things that you're wanting to happen in your personal and your professional life are able to show up because you're living in alignment. And human design is really this incredible blueprint that breaks down how to create the life that you want by fully and authentically accepting who you've always been designed to be. So if anything from today's conversation has piqued a little bit of interest about human design, maybe you even just have a question about something that you're seeing in your chart, I invite you to reach out to me. I love talking about human design. And when somebody messages me and is asking me about human design, I love being able to share even one or two little bits and pieces of their chart and how they can start applying that in their everyday life. So if it's piqued your interest and you're curious about knowing more about what your chart means and how you can start applying that, you can either email me or you can head on over to my website to learn more about diving into a reading Any of the human design readings that I do are 90 minutes in length. You can either come in person and have me do those for you, or we can also do it over Zoom, depending on where you live. But really, it's this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful modality that is that permission slip. It's that validation. It's that confirmation that there is nothing wrong with you. You were born absolutely wonderfully perfect, just as you were or just as you are. And so I look forward to connecting with some of you, maybe going a little bit deeper with human design and maybe some of you will start implementing some of this environment information and really see, holy moly, the resources did become available when I started to apply this part. Now, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for joining me. In next week's episode, we will be having a confidence coach coming on talking about all things confidence because that is what May's theme is in the Empowered Collective. The Empowered Collective is our online membership where we bring women together with tools to support your mind, your body, and your soul. And so we're pumped. May being confidence, we are diving into all the ways that you can fully start being confident in your body, 
dressing to feel confident, doing your makeup to feel confident, saying the right things in your mind to feel confident, eating the foods that are going to boost confidence, learning how to stand to feel confident, all the things, because you deserve that. You deserve to wake up every day, looking at yourself in the mirror, feeling like a confident woman. So that's what's coming around the corner. And other than that, guys, we are down to our last two spots for our sacred breathwork ceremony happening in Belgrave on Thursday, May 11th. So if you happen to be listening to this and you've been wanting to secure a spot, there's only two mats left. This transformational breathwork ceremony is really a tool to take you wherever you need to go to release whatever no longer serves you perhaps release trauma, perhaps release tears, perhaps release laughter or screaming or rage, whatever needs to come to the surface, breathwork can be that modality. And me and Ashley are really excited to be able to bring that through the Empowered Collective to all of you. Ciao for now, guys. We'll see you next time.